Welcome to a special bonus segment of Football 360. Yes, this is still season four, episode five. Uh, a story that took place this past week, uh, which is kind of near, dear, and personal to me as a former player at the University of Wisconsin. Uh, head coach Paul Chris uh, was fired uh, this past Sunday um, after a two and three record and a disappointing loss to the University of Illinois. Uh, Paul Chris, um, fellow Madison, Wisconsin native, former Wisconsin Badger player, tight ends coach, offensive coordinator and head coach, with a winning record of 72% was fired on a Sunday, uh, as I stated, after a disappointing start to the season. Okay, and after a loss to former Badger head coach Brett Bilma. Um, Paul Chris, man, that comes as a shock to me. You think about, um, you know, five games in, not having a great start to the season. The fact that he's a Madison, Wisconsin native, uh, played for the Badgers, uh, coached the Badgers, uh, red and white runs through his blood, um, and to be fired um, this early in the season is kind of uncharacteristic, I would say, uh, for the University of Wisconsin. Um, But, you know, in this day and age in the game of college football, there's been several other head coaching firings thus far. Um, You think of uh, the Nebraska uh, native son, Scott Frost, fired from the University of Nebraska um, after a couple of disappointing seasons. You also had the Georgia Tech head coach and I believe AD, as I stated before in the prior podcast, who was also fired uh, this early in the season. College football has come very competitive, just like the NFL. Some of these college coaches, if you're at the elite class, like a, a Nick Saban, you're making top dollar. This is a billion-dollar industry, all right? Um, and if everything is about now and winning now, uh, being able to motivate student-athletes, these young men, uh, with everything else they got going on in their life, and um, it's not an easy task. It's not an easy task at all. As a former student athlete, I, I can attest to that from the athletic standpoint. Also, as a coach, not coaching on the collegiate level, but as a coach at the high school level, I, I can attest to the amount of stress that it is to get your, your players motivated week in and week out to compete. Uh, so just unprecedented, I think, for the University of Wisconsin, but they decided to move in a new direction, which I'll get into here shortly. I first had the pleasure of meeting Coach Paul Chris back in 2002 when I was a student athlete at the University of Wisconsin. Paul Chris was coming from coaching the NFL at the time, if I recall, uh, with the San Diego Chargers. He coached tight ends there in 2002, returned to his alma mater. Um, was a, as I stated, was a tight ends coach there. Um, easygoing guy, personable. Um, always asked you, how you doing? How's your day? Um, it didn't seem fake. It wasn't a charade. He seemed very genuine when he would speak to you. Um, and, you know, even years later, as a Wisconsin football alum coming back to the University of Wisconsin, hey, Kareem, what's going on? How you doing? How's your family? Just a very personable guy um, in that regard. Okay. Um, after 2002, Paul Chris went on to coach at, at Oregon State University for the Oregon State Beavers. They had some probably the best offense, one of the top offenses in the country. Some key players that played for them 
Um, during that time, uh, went on to play at the, at the NFL. Okay, and he came back to University of Wisconsin-Madison back in 2005. That was the year Barry Alvarez uh, retired um, as head coach. Okay, and became the AD of University of Wisconsin. He became the office coordinator from 2005 to 2011. During that time, he coached a grad transfer from NC State, Russell Wilson. Yes, the Russell Wilson, uh, future Hall of Fame quarterback, now with the Denver Broncos. And Russell Wilson, obviously, uh, had a, a stellar season and was one year at Wisconsin, uh, resetting uh, passing records of my college teammates of uh, Brooks Bollinger and Jim Sorge. And he's been a, a, a pivotal piece of the Wisconsin program and that legacy since 2005. Okay. And you think about the aftermath. Obviously, he was fired on a Sunday. You think about all the student athletes he's impacted on a positive note. Uh, the young men who who's decided to come to the University of Wisconsin to play for him, um, you know, who were probably questioning um, the firing um, in that regard. And I'm sure I'm certain of there are certain key players um, and stars on that team who are questioning kind of what happened and how it went down. In that regard, but that's just the nature of the business. This is a billion dollar business. And then I'm going to also discuss uh, the interim head coach. Interim head coach is Jim Leonard, who's a defensive coordinator at University of Wisconsin. Uh, Jim Leonard was a college teammate of mine. Uh, small, t- a kid from a small town, Tony, Wisconsin, um, was a walk on. If you've ever heard of the movie Rudy or seen the movie Rudy, this kid is. Is, is the Rudy of his generation. Walk on from small town, Wisconsin. Uh, comes from a family of coaches. Very intelligent uh, student athlete. Um, playmaker. Uh, we actually started our, our college careers together. Our first career started in 2002 against Fresno State. Uh, the same night as we beat Fresno State. Um, I made my nickname for uh, Jim Leonard was Magneto. Because he was always attracting the football, always around the ball, always making plays. Um, and he's a well-sought-after coach, okay? Um, played 10 years in NFL, uh, drafted. I was undrafted, rookie back in 2005 with the Buffalo Bills. Had a short stint with the Bills, put the Baltimore Ravens with Hall of Famers, um, Ed Reed, Ray Lewis, some of the names. Also played on two playoff teams with the New York Jets. You said, that, yeah, the New York Jets were in the playoffs. Yes, they were with uh, Jim Leonard. All right. Also, and then re- finishes NFL, his 10-year NFL career with the Cleveland Browns. Um, I remember talking to Jim um, right after his NFL career ended. I saw him back in Madison as a lot of our uh, the former players and alum kind of get together um, during either homecoming or uh, a time back to remember some of our glory days back in Madison, Wisconsin. And I remember kind of sitting back and talking to him one-on-one and him saying, hey, man, I'm moving back to Madison. You know, I'm not sure what my next step, step is. My wife and I are building the house and I'm going to kind of see where things go. And within, within that year later, he was coaching the defensive backs, um, then working with Coach uh, Dave Aranda, uh, who was the defense coordinator at the time, who's now, I believe, the head coach at Baylor. Um, and then before you know it, uh, you know, Jimmy being Jim and being a football mind that he is, he was the, next thing you know, he was a defensive coordinator for the University of Wisconsin. 
you know, a story I've heard, in which I'm not surprised by, uh, Jim Leonard learned the Baltimore Ravens playbook in one day. Okay, just a student of the game, as I stated. Undersized guy, but uh, the guy would run through a brick wall. Uh, very athletic um, and just was just a playmaker uh, during his time at the University of Wisconsin, also in the NFL. Um, like I said, st- student of the game. He's a guy. Um, who gets players to, he simplifies things to get players to play to the best of their ability. As a coach, that that speaks volumes. If you can get a student athlete to play to the best of their ability by simplifying things, simplifying things uh, so they can fly around and, and play free, that, that, that speaks volumes. And he's definitely done that. Um, he's well sought after. Not only by the University of Wisconsin, other major college programs across the country looking at Jim Leonard as a head coach. And Wisconsin decided, you know, hey, it was time to pull the trigger to bring Jim Leonard in. So I'm definitely not mad at that. Um, he's my former teammate, great guy, stand up guy, um, and a guy I would run through a wall for. All right. We've had some great times. Just no- notably, I look back at the 2003 football season. Uh, Jim Leonard was the Big Ten pump return. Uh, leader uh, into a few years back into uh, uh, Steve Breston from uh, University of Michigan broke that record but Jim Leonard 2003 season man uh, as a punt return unit we either were going to block the punt or return, take it to the house for a touchdown and I'll, I'll, I'll quickly go back to a few key games to, starting off the 2003 season we open up at West Virginia West Virginia had a guy by the name of Pac-Man Jones for my football fans you know who I'm talking about they also had a guy by the name of Chris Henry, who was a stud receiver for the Cincinnati Bengals, who uh, tragically lost his life at a young age. Rest in peace to him. And they had Otis Wilson, uh, former Chicago 85 Bears linebacker son, Quincy Wilson at tailback, who was a beast at tailback. We played these guys on the road. Tough game in a hostile environment, West Virginia. And I remember coming out that morning and uh Telling my teammates I was going to score a touchdown. The guys looking at me like I'm crazy because I'm playing defense. And I knew the confidence I had in my teammates. Guys like Jim Leonard, Alex Lewis, who was on that punt return team. And I knew we were going to get after teams. And the opening uh, game, that 2003 season, Alex Lewis blocks the punt within like the first quarter. And I hear a boom, thud. And I track the ball, get on it, score the first touchdown of the 2003 season for the Wisconsin Badgers. Yes. Yours truly, um, I, I've scored that touchdown. And then later on in that year, I mean, we played Purdue. Purdue was another Big Ten rival. They were tough. In 2003 season, if you guys go back for my sports fans, they had Kyle Orton, who played in the NFL for, for an extensive period of time for the Chicago Bears, Dallas Cowboys, and they had a kid by Stubblefield, uh, receiver. These two guys were putting up Heisman Trophy numbers throughout the season. Um, it still comes on one of the Big Ten greatest games from the 2003 season if you watch the Big Ten Network. And uh, I remember my assignment was was the wing on the, their punt team as I would hold up the wings uh, on the punt return. It was a guy named Stu Schweiger. Stu Schweiger was a kid I met on my recruiting trip. And we were rated number one, number two defensive backs coming out of the Midwest um, as All-American coming out of high school. And... Uh, you know, I, I've been wanting to get after this kid since the recruiting trip. And either we were going to block us, as I stated before, we're going to block the punt um, or we're going to return it with Jim Leonard for a touchdown. And, you know, and uh, 2003 season, 
We're in a, uh, a head-to-head battle with Purdue. We're going back and forth. And I believe the score is about 23-all at that point or leading up to that. And I get a nice block on Stu Schweigert, basically pancake him uh, to spring Jimmy free. Jimmy returns the punt return to tie the game up. Um, late in the fourth, third, fourth quarter on a nice punt return, about 65 yards or so for a touchdown. Uh, later, later on that season, we go at Penn State. Penn State, if you haven't been to Penn State for a football game, it, it's like going into old Gladiator Coliseum, 110,000 fans. And uh, we, bit, we beat Penn State 2003 season. And I remember beating the crap of my guy on the punt return and Jim Leonard sprung free for another touchdown. So this goes to show you, you know, the amount, the amount of uh, uh, commitment we have for one another as a unit on that, on that team, as a punt return team, our teammates, and just protecting your teammates, looking after one another. And uh, it was a great, obviously a great experience looking back. Um, and, and like I said, Jim Linder's legacy, man, finished his college career at the, at the University of Wisconsin, came on as a walk-on, three-time All-American, 21 career interceptions, which I didn't realize he was tied with my former college teammate as well, Jamar Fletcher, who won the Jim Thorpe back in 2000. Jamar Fletcher went on to play in the NFL, had a, had a nice little career with the Miami Dolphins. Uh, but 21 career interceptions, 14 career interceptions in his, in his NFL season, uh, stand-up guy, uh, right guy for the job. Uh, I believe Wisconsin's in, in great hands going forward uh, with Jim Leonard. He understands these players. He knows how to relate to these players. He's been in their shoes, and he knows how to motivate and coach young men. Uh, so I'm very excited for him and this opportunity. Uh, this is a very unfortunate situation for Coach Paul Chris, but this is the nature of the business. But I wanted to share this uh, uh Special dear story to me, which is personal, because I know both of these men uh, personally, and we go back uh, for a very long time. But until next time, I'm your host, Kareem Timbers, signing off at Football 360.